Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you. We lift up your name. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Thank you for what you're doing, what you're going to do. I ask you to help us to hear what we're, we need to hear today and help those that this is for to be able to get to it at the right time, Lord. I lift up your name. Amen. First uh, John chapter 3. I'm going to read it a little bit out of order. I'm going to read verse 18. If I can see the numbers, goodness. And then back to verse 16. These numbers are hard to see. Okay. Stop it. Okay. Beloved children, our love can't be an abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. That's, uh, this is the, pray, the Passion Translation. Then go back to verse 16 through, and it says, This is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrificed his love for us. Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him, yet shows no pity and chooses his heart or closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? And then I'm going to read 18 again cause, and 19. said, Beloved children, we love, our love can't be an abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. We know that the truth lives within us because we demonstrate love in action, which will reassure our hearts in his presence. Um, love's reality. We discovered love's reality because Jesus laid down his life for us. He died for us. But something that is, is really, really key here. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help them, that's an important thing. Because so often in the church, we feel, you know, we hear, oh, you have to help a fellow believer. You have to help somebody. You have to, you know, love, true love, and that is to lay down your life. And, and all of those things are true. But you have to have the means. Now, I am not going down the path, and I'm not going to, I'm not discounting it, that God is our means to all ends and, and provides what's necessary, and he does. But many times in life, we find ourselves faced with someone that needs something we don't have the means of providing. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't use that as an excuse because sometimes God will provide the means for us to do it. But we also can't beat ourselves up and think that we failed and not done what we're supposed to do because we didn't have the means to do it. Whether that's, you know, financially or emotionally or even spiritually, sometimes somebody has a need that we cannot meet. And it's important to recognize that. Now, that's not to say that we can't be willing. We should be willing. We can say, God, you know, here I am, use me. Lord, show me what I can do. Help me know what I can do. But... But many times the need is very clear and very apparent, and we simply 
don't have the means necessary to help. In fact, in those situations, we actually can cause more harm than good. If we try to, to use what we have to take care of something and it's not right. It's kind of like um, pouring water on an oil fire or a grease fire. It's not a good thing to do. Normally, pour water on a fire and it puts the fire out. Pour water on a grease fire, it spreads it out. It makes it worse. Causes explosions. God will help us to know, and sometimes we'll just know. I mean, a little bit later, it talks about our heart, and it says, whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience, and he knows everything there is to know about us. Sometimes our conscience, what we were grew up with, what we've been taught growing up, makes us feel guilty about not doing something or doing something the way we do, you know, whatever. But our but God is more gracious than our conscience. And that's an important thing to realize. You know, I I never really saw that before that scripture right there. God is not our conscience. Our conscience is and I've, I have seen this and thought about this before. Our conscience is our understanding of right and wrong. Essentially, our conscience is the result of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's not to say that we should be consciousless. You know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have conscience. We shouldn't be considerate, you know, that type of thing. But... But our conscience is a direct result of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because that's our understanding of what's right and wrong. And our understanding tells us, you messed up. You should feel guilty. You don't deserve to be loved. You don't deserve to blah, blah, blah. And when in reality, God's saying, no, you didn't have the capacity to help that person. I had the capacity, and I will help them. And sometimes God will use our our lack to help somebody because, you know, we'll just smile at somebody, and then he'll take that and blow it out into a full-blown whatever they need. But it's not us, it's him. We don't have that capacity. He does. We can't go above and beyond what our capacity is, what our ability is, unless God does it. But that's a different story. We can we can cast all our cares on him. We can trust in him with all our hearts, lean not on our understanding. And if he says, okay, you're going to do this and this and this, and we do it, then the results are something far greater than what we could accomplish on our own. But in loving one another and helping those in need... We can't, we don't always have the capacity to help somebody. And we shouldn't feel guilty when we don't. We shouldn't feel bad. We shouldn't feel like, oh, I let God down. No, you didn't let God down. And you want to know why you didn't let God down? Because God made you who you are. People will try to change you. People will try to tell you, oh, you have to be 
this way. You have to be X, Y, and Z to be a whatever. To be a good Christian, you must blah, whatever blah is. Yeah, haven't you paid attention to so-and-so? You should be more like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a sibling or just somebody totally unrelated. Um, but in actuality, God is saying, I made you to be who you are, and your capacity is exactly perfect. Now, that's not to say that we can't be willing to help, and sometimes we need to sacrifice. You know, sometimes we need to do that. It's good for us to do that. But God will help you know. And there's times when you just look at somebody and your heart breaks and you're just like, there's nothing I can do for them. That's just how it is. And we we obviously can always talk to God about them. We can pray about it. But we can't physically do anything or maybe financially or maybe emotionally. We just have to offer support spiritually and be willing to hear what the Holy Spirit leads us to do. If the Holy Spirit says do X, Y, and Z, then of course we need to do it because he won't tell us to do something beyond our capacity. That said... Most of the time when God tells us to do something, we feel like it's beyond our capacity. But again, that's our understanding of things. So we have so there's a very a difference there. We have to be aware that when God says do X, Y, and Z, we have the cap- capacity and the capability of doing that. If we look at it and say, I need to do X, Y, and Z so I can help that person. It might be God saying that, might just be us saying, oh, I think I need to do that. And then if we can't do it and we fail. Now, the real test is if you wait or you don't do it, do you just feel guilty about it? Or does God prompt you to do something about it? A perfect example, one time... We had driven to where was it? Oh, we drove up to to meet Yvonne's mom and dad because Yvonne and Jesse, I guess, because I think Kenny and Riley were saying that didn't make any sense. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to Onionapas. And I think it might have been Yvonne and Jesse were going that time. Kenny and Riley were staying with me for some reason. And on the way back, I saw a young man walking along the side of the interstate. Kenny was at home. I was there. You were there. Okay. I couldn't remember who was there. No, we were coming back from dropping her off. Yeah. And this was up in North Carolina. And... As I drove by, he wasn't hitchhiking. He w- he was just walking. And it's a very dangerous, you know, it's a, a major interstate. And you're not supposed to be there. But as we drove by, the Holy Spirit said, you stop and see if he needs a ride. And I went about a mile down there. I had two little boys with me. One not as little and one 
pretty little. Um, and I was like, I was like, God, I can't do that. But he kept saying, you stop. So finally I just pulled off to the side of the road and turned my flashers on. And we sat there a good 30 minutes waiting for him to catch up. And as he walked by, he didn't look, he didn't stop, he just was walking on by it past the car. I rolled the window and I said, do you need a ride? And he looked at me through these thick glasses that he could barely see. And he said, oh, would you, I need to go to Raleigh. And I was like, son, you're not even on the right road. I said, get in. I'll take you to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. I had the capacity. Where was Raleigh? From where you were? Three hours away. Yeah, because we were probably in the middle of North Carolina. We were, we were, we were almost to Charlotte. Mm. So I had to go down to Charlotte and, and turn it over to go to, so to, Raleigh. to Raleigh. And where, and was there anybody there? He was going to, bu- he had a bus ticket to go home. Mm-hmm. Did you ever talk to him? I got word from his mother that he made it home okay. She texted me. Thank me. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Where was he coming from? I don't remember. He had been... He'd moved because of some girl that he fell in love with. And, mm-hmm. and then it didn't work out. And he was in a position of just... You know, despair. And the poor kid could not see... I mean, he could see something that was eight inches in front of his face. When he was trying to read stuff, he had to hold it like six inches in front of his nose. He was legally blind. He couldn't drive or anything. Yeah. And he was walking the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know... So when God told me to do that, and I was just like, oh. So... So we went on an adventure. But I've forgotten all the details. But that was something that we had the capacity to deal with. And when I didn't respond, I didn't feel guilty. The Holy Spirit just kept saying, you stop. Mm -hmm. Now. Now, I don't know what could have happened. It might not have been anything bad happened, except for he would have walked a lot further and found out that he was in the wrong place. So I just had to listen and when I did then God helped mm-hmm. and bought him some food and mm-hmm. you know got him to the bus station and said take care mm-hmm. of yourself you know mm-hmm. so and then we turned around and drove home I think we may have stopped at Bass Pro Shop on the way because we drove past one <laughs> I don't yeah. know <laughs> but the uh you know, it was a long drive, but it was, you know, that was something that we had the capacity to do. And that's where, what I mean, the difference is. Because sometimes you don't have the capacity to help. Or sometimes you really want to help somebody, but God says no. Yeah, that's true, too. Sometimes you're like, oh, God, they need help, and I can help them. And he's like, no. And that could be because he wants them to find some resource 
that he's providing for them in themselves or because he wants somebody else to help them. Yeah. And you would be stealing that blessing and, and you know, yeah. from that, that person. And so, you know, we have to be aware of that. But the the point is God won't tell us to do something that's beyond our capacity or our ability. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond our capacity or ability without providing that additional capacity or ability to make sure that we can do it. You know, he will mm-hmm. sometimes provide extra so that we can give extra or, you know, whatever. But he won't make us feel guilty. That's our conscience. That's our understanding of right and wrong and good and evil. I have an, an example, too. Like, this, I mean, this was a couple of years ago. I think it was when I first came back from Weldon School. And um, I went up to Lowe's for something. It was in the evening. I don't even remember what I was getting, but I walked in, and then this lady walked in behind me. She was an older lady, and she was... You know, I, I noticed that she walked in behind me and got a cart, and then just walking around the store, I kept seeing her, and I could just, I just felt like, like the Holy Spirit was just pressing me super hard to just walk up to her and ask her if I could have prayer with her. <clears throat> yeah. And so I kind of fought it, quote unquote, for, you know, about five or ten minutes. I was with you. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was because I, I. Oh yeah, you were with. I me. was. I didn't go with you up to the right, lady, yeah. but I was watching. <clears throat> and um, well, yeah. So we were walking around, and I was mm-hmm. just like, I need to have a prayer with that lady. Mm-hmm. Just, I do it. And I mean, you know. So I walked up to her, and then <clears throat> I just said, it, you know, I said, "Excuse me." Um, I just I really felt like I needed to have a prayer with you. And she just looked at me like, what? Like, you know? Then, you know, not out of anything bad. Yeah, she was just surprised, like, like, completely not expecting something like that. And then, you know, I asked her name. I prayed with her. And then, you know, she was like, I think she said, son, you helped me more tonight than you could ever know. Mm. And that was it. Well, and... See, that also works both ways. Because at times when you feel, God, I don't ever hear from you. I don't, I don't, I'm, what's the point? I'm not, you know, I've never, I don't, blah, 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 whatever. He might remind you, well, what about that time I told you to pray for that lady? And and, and she got encouragement from that. Mm-hmm. You heard then. And you have to go, oh, yeah, I guess I did. All right, yeah, fair enough. You know, there's times when I feel like, God, what's the point? And he's like, um, straighten up, fly right. I've helped you here and here and here and here. And I was like, yes, okay, okay yep, right. Oh, yep, I forgot. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yep, you're right. Okay, 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 I give, I give, I give. You know, that type of thing. And God's relentless in those times. Because he will remind you. Mm -hmm. 
of all of those times. Particularly when you've obeyed. God is not shy about telling us, hey, you did what I wanted you to do here and here and here, and this is the results of that. And sometimes we still don't know what the results are, but eventually we might. We might not. You know, someday in heaven, we'll know. Not that it matters. It'll just be be like, wow, I had no clue. You know, whatever. I don't know what the results of helping that young man were. No clue what happened to him. I don't remember his name. I don't know anything about him. He was just in desperation. Right. He couldn't get back to his family. Right. The major result is you got off the highway. Yeah. Well, I know that. I know that benefit and result. I just don't know if there was anything else that happened. And it doesn't matter. Just getting him back to his family. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like I remember like something like he was close to Raleigh when he started. Yeah, he was going. I don't know how he got where he was. He was. And it was someone told weird. him. Yeah, he he. Go. If he had walked down the, this other highway, he would have been a lot closer. Yeah, like he took mm-hmm. got went to got to a split in the road, and, and someone him. told him to go the wrong way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he'd already been walking for hours. Wow. I believe. Yeah. No, he said like he'd been walking for like all day or something like that. Because it wasn't early. No. It was, it was it already was... like mid-afternoon. Yeah. Walking all day in the wrong direction. <laughs> Sounds like a country western song. <laughs> but, but yeah, and yeah, I do remember that. So, and you know, but someday in heaven I might find out if there was anything else to that. I might not. It doesn't matter. It's not like it, you know, it's not crucial. It's just one of those curiosities. Yeah. It's a small world. You might meet him again. Might. That would be kind of wild to meet him at some point in time. Say, yeah, I was, I remember one time I was walking and I was going the wrong way and somebody stopped and picked me up. He'd be like, that was me. <laughs> you remind me of this man that picked me up one day. <laughs> Uh, except he didn't have gray hair. Yeah, except he didn't have gray hair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you already had gray hair. Uh, not as much as I have now. <laughs> but anyway, so I just think about that. Remember that this week. Consider that God won't ask, won't push you to go beyond what you're able. He will provide so you can be able to do more. But you'll you'll know it. He's not gonna and and you and he won't make you feel guilty, particularly when you don't have the capacity to help. See, we will have we'll see somebody that's in need and know there's nothing I can do to help them, and then we feel guilty that we couldn't help them. Mm-hmm. Our conscience makes us feel guilty. Conscience. Well, and sometimes people like the people that want help. Right. Make you feel guilty. Yeah, well, you and that's the other thing. You can't don't make people that feel guilty for not being able to help you. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, you just have to be listening. But but yeah, what I'm but you know it's not, and I think about it often because I will have like yesterday, somebody said, "Hey, you got a couple dollars, man? I need I need some," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't have any cash. I'm sorry." 
I was like, why did I say I'm sorry? I mean, I, if I had a couple dollars, I would probably have given them to him. But I didn't have any cash. But, you know, I, I didn't have to say I was sorry. And that's just kind of ingrained in me. Oh, you did such and such. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it was good. Why Why are you apologizing? You know, we're, we, some of us have had the I'm sorry beat into us. Mm-hmm. And I think God wants to take the I'm sorry out of us. Not that we should be less conscientious, but, you know, anyway. Right. Anyhow, that's, that, that's a freebie. <laughs> so, Lord, we just ask that you'd help us to get a hold of this message, but whoever it might be for in the future, at whenever point, Lord, uh, that this message would get right to the heart of the where they are. Thank you for your kindness and mercy, Jesus. We praise you and bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity.